Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Your Love Stories. Today is Friday, November 29th, and I'm here with Barbara and her daughter, Jenny, and we're going to talk about how Barbara and her husband met when they were in fifth grade. Yes. (laughs) You and Dick were married for 59, almost 60 years. Wish we could have made it to 60, but... Almost. We didn't. You got married in 1953. So welcome to the show, Barbara and Jenny. Thank you. From what I understand it, you were riding your bicycle in the neighborhood, is that? Yes, yes I was. So tell me about that. Well, we had just moved from Moore Road to Knoll Road, which was maybe a mile apart. Uh-huh. So I didn't even know about Knoll Road, but... Uh, I rode my bicycle just to check things out, and um, I saw him, I think, working with his sheep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he raised sheep. Okay. And um, I saw him, and he looked pretty interesting. I was, I think it was love at first sight. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> and then I went home and called my best friend to tell her, this wonderful guy I just had seen. It didn't surprise her a bit. <laughs> she she knew how I operated, and she was real excited about it, too. I just made a lot of trips down to the end of the road, thinking maybe he'll be out. <laughs> so you could meet him when you went by. Right, right. Well, and you guys were four years apart? So he was a senior when you were a freshman? Yeah, yeah. So so that was hard, yeah. too, because freshmen just were those things you put up with. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <laughs> so, and you don't really, as a freshman, you don't really see that much of the seniors. Uh-huh. And so I had to try to always show up places where I thought he might be. Okay. <laughs> Which was, and I had a good friend who would run and tell me which locker room he went down to so that I'd know where he was coming up and I could be there drinking water or something. <laughs> when he walked by. Right. Did he have any idea that you were pursuing him so you're kind of stalking him yeah (laughs) definitely (laughs) and my best friend joanne was helping me Mm -hmm. stalk him and and she would run clear from one entrance of the gym all the way around so that she could show up at the other entrance on the other end and i don't remember exactly what we did but she would keep track of him for me she was a great friend. <laughs> <laughs> I kept her very busy. <laughs> I don't know why she put up with it, but she did. I can't remember when he really first got interested in me. I tried so hard, but it didn't take too long before he started noticing that I was showing up to all the same places he was showing up. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but it was probably sophomore in high school. Okay. You were a sophomore. Yeah, and chased him ever since. (laughs) 
And then on the weekends, sometimes he would sneak home from Purdue on his motorcycle. Oh. Which his parents didn't know he had. And hide the motorcycle in my other grandparents' garage. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. that yeah. he could see her. And then he'd come over and sleep on the couch. And, <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I've forgotten a lot of that. We have to be very careful because his folks didn't live that far away. Right. And um, so he always felt like he had to hide his motorcycle wherever he went because they'd recognize it. (laughs) Sounds kind of stupid, doesn't it? (laughs) No, it's funny. No, you had to be careful. (laughs) Right. Right. So, Jenny, does anything come to mind, any of the stories that you've heard from their the beginning of their relationship any i remember her telling me a story about um she was out with my grandmother and probably my great grandmother and they were in the car coming back from someplace and they came around the corner and my dad was sitting in his car with the window rolled down and his arm out the window and he wouldn't look at them and she was staring at him, you know, <laughs> trying to make eye contact. And, you know, he was being cool, waiting to pick his dad up from the bus station or the train station. Greyhound. Um, Greyhound, yeah. yeah. So he's still pretending that he's too cool to be dating someone or interested. or he. I'll never forget my mother. He just kind of... Wanted to ignore us because we're all in the car going, hi. <laughs> and and she, she noticed that and she said, I want you to have nothing to do with that boy. Oh. I'll never forget that because I already thought he was pretty great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, that's what she said. And she did not like to be ignored like he 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 just didn't want to know us well you were three years younger than him so that could have been oh yeah well a little bit more than three years yeah Yeah. and so that was you just didn't date you were underclassmen freshman when you were a senior i kind of remember you saying that you kind of started dating like they ran around kind of in the same circles because it was such a small High school. Uh-huh. Um, and so their paths would cross. He played basketball, and you were in the band, and um, their paths would cross at a lot of different things. But I don't really think you guys started dating, dating until after high school, because I don't remember you talking or seeing many pictures of the two of you at that time. No, we weren't uh, what you call seriously dating. Right. No. So I don't know when that started. Well, after he graduated. So he um, went to Purdue for four years, and you started then his senior year at Purdue, and now you're starting at Butler your freshman year? Is that correct? We started dating. Dating exclusively? Like you guys were pretty serious at that point, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember um, any specific events, any dates that you went on? Well, at that point, 
I had joined the Pi Phi sorority. Okay. And I found out that they had a wonderful big dorm and you could stay there. And so I called them and, and because I was going to a big dance up there and I called them and Dick took me over and I stayed up in the, at the sorority house. At Purdue? At Purdue. Because you were a sorority sister. Right. Okay. And he was in a fraternity? Eventually it became a fraternity. Okay. It was a, what they called a co-op house. Do you remember he, when he graduated from Purdue, he had a mechanical engineering degree. So did he move mm-hmm. back here to Indianapolis and start working? Mm-hmm. And I was so proud of him because of being able to take on a job like that and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe I've forgotten so much about that area. Well, you were busy in college, and you were part of a sorority, and oh, you had a lot going on. Um, a whole lot, yes. A lot of social things. A lot of social things. And um, was being able to... I know they took a lot of pictures of me, so I must have been... You were modeling. Modeling. Yeah. Doing things to pr- promote myself. <laughs> but... Um, and you were modeling downtown for LS Airs at the time? Blocks. Blocks. William H. Blocks. Okay. Yeah. And I, we would go through the... Into the men's section. They had a special section mm-hmm. for men. Mm-hmm. And... Um, We'd go, we kind of dreaded going in there because we always got a lot of attention. And um, I'd go around to the different tables, and I had a gorgeous outfit on. And one fella reached out and said, I'll buy that for you. Oh, my. And I, <laughs> I didn't know how to handle things like that. <laughs> and he was really good looking. But uh, scared me to death. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were taken. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yes. I certainly was. Never changed my mind. Do you remember how he proposed to you? <laughs> we were sitting in the driveway there before I walked down. And um, he asked me to marry him. And... I must have said, yeah, of course. He got up and said he was going to walk me down. We had a long walk down to the house. And I said, no, I want to go by myself. I just want to do my own thing, think about things. So he took off and went home. And I walked up on the croquet. We had a big croquet court out there. Were you you excited? Oh, yes. My. Were you afraid to tell Grandma and Grandpa? I think they knew. Oh, okay. Some way, I didn't have to explain to them. Um, they just knew I was crazy about him. So they and they approved of him. Yeah. So yeah. That's good. They better. <laughs> they sure better. Can you tell me about your wedding day? 
I was trying to save money, and so I decided to be married at home. So we were married right in the front room in front of the picture window, and we left. I went into the bedroom and changed out of my wedding dress and got my suitcase, and we went down to the car and said goodbye, and everyone waved to us. We headed north for our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you go into Canada or Michigan? Right in the... We were almost... Well, yeah, we were in Canada part of the time. Right in the corner of the state. Mm-hmm. Of Michigan. Um, yeah. I just thought it was wonderful. <laughs> I've, I'd heard horror stories about honeymoons and getting to know a good person and things happening. And I thought I was prepared for anything, but it was... I enjoyed every single minute of it. <laughs> That's wonderful. A great yeah. honeymoon. Yep, it was. And I can remember where we ate breakfast, which is quite some time ago. Mm-hmm. I can remember the table where we sat and what I had for breakfast. And I thought, how, how can you remember things like that? <laughs> I can't put that together time-wise. We came over on one of those great big boats they use in the Great Lakes. A big ferry? Yeah. Yeah. And we had our car underneath. Mm. And we hadn't been married very long. You had to drive your car out of the ferry, and we did, and... It was four o'clock in the morning, and there was nothing to do, so we just drove up on the partition that overlooked the lake about the playground, I think, and sat up there waiting for the sun to rise. That sounds lovely. Which, you know, everything was wonderful at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, and... Irregardless of what a lot of people had warned me about, we had an absolutely wonderful time on our honeymoon. Good. Yep. That is good. I do remember that because it was great. And we stayed at the Panorama Hotel, which was way up, almost into the clouds. (laughs) And um, we just had a really good good time. We enjoyed the beach. We enjoyed the the, the town. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see it again sometime. But without him, it probably wouldn't be the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think the thing that struck me, even as a young child, is my dad traveled a lot when I was younger. And I was, my brothers are 10 years older than I am. Mm-hmm. So, um, when he would get home, they would always make time to go on dates. Uh-huh. And mom would, you know, do her hair and be all pretty and perfect when he got home. And they'd go to the symphony or, um, you know, just go out on a date. And they always made that. I felt like you always made that a priority um, to spend that time together. And I thought that's how everybody, I mean, you know, yeah, right. I thought that was normal. That right. Everybody did that. and. A good Only example. Years later, did I realize that you know that they they truly enjoyed being around each other, mm-hmm. and that's why they were able to 
go out on dates and go on vacations and do all the things that they did together. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to be sad. <sighs> I could cry. I'm looking at him right now. Yeah. She has secret pictures that, all over that her. That handsome guy. <laughs> yeah. And that picture has sat there for years. And I, I think uh, even in their later life together, mom went through some health issues and um, was really, she was in a tough spot for a while with uh, arthritis. And I mean, he just doted on her and took mm -hmm. care of her. And then they... Um, bought a cabin um, down in southern Indiana and spent a lot of time down there together, which nice. was always, I always loved it when I'd call and there wouldn't be an answer at their house. And I'd think, oh, they took off down to the cabin this weekend. And, oh, that's right. Nice. I mean, they just really had um, fun together uh -huh. and enjoyed hanging out. And I would love to look down and see him fishing. Mm -hmm. which he never had time to do. And I thought, well, now we have a cabin. He can finally find time to fish. Nope. Well, he didn't find much time, but he did find some. He had to be working all the time. Yeah. Well, busy. What about um, one of my favorite last questions to ask is, um, what was your favorite thing to cook for him? What was his favorite meal? Oh All I can think of is homemade spaghetti. He yeah. loved homemade spaghetti. He loved your homemade butterscotch meringue pie. Remember? Ooh. He would beg her to make that. And on Thanksgiving, yep. we'd always do everything from scratch. And she would always make Dad his own oyster dressing, which none of us would touch. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about that yesterday on Thanksgiving. I was thinking, oh, we don't have the little pot oyster of oyster dressing, dressing going around. Gosh, that sounds good right now. Yeah. <laughs> but most most people just don't relish oysters. No. So we were kind of unusual in that. And he, his mother was the one that always had oyster dressing, too. So he was an oyster dressing person. He had pretty simple food tastes. He wasn't big. In the no. Mexican or Chinese or ethnic foods, he pretty mm -hmm. much. He liked plain old American cooking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mom and I would have to sneak out to get our Mexican fix. Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did that mm -hmm. sometimes. Right. Especially because Dad just didn't want unusual food. He just wanted American food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not too adventurous. Right. right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for Welcome. telling me your story. I really appreciate it. Thank you for letting us share that story. Yeah. Thank you to today's guests and all of my friends and family who have helped me create this podcast, including my husband, John. You're welcome. My daughter, Hallie, for creating the cover art and helping with my website, and my son, Duncan, for writing, recording, and producing the music. You can hear more of Duncan's music under the name DJDK in iTunes or your favorite streaming service. This podcast is recorded, edited, and produced by me. And please subscribe so you can hear the new episodes that will be out on Mondays. We always appreciate a five-star rating, and all feedback is welcome. 
If you'd like us to read your story, send it to us on email at yourlovestoriespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and please visit our website at yourlovestoriespodcast.com.